Welcome to the Center for Transformation Institute podcast, where we are uniting with therapists everywhere for personal and professional growth. Your journey starts here at The Place Therapists Grow. I first got into the field of therapy, of mental health counseling, because my husband and I were youth pastors and I was a high school English teacher and I was in a position where I was trying to help teenagers and their problems were so overwhelming to me, so insurmountable, and I didn't know, I didn't have the access to the information for how to really help. I was teaching English, you know, and we were, you know, hanging out with them and talking about the Bible and such as youth pastors, but when it came to the abuses and the things that they were going through in their their lives, I didn't know what to do. And so I went back to school to become a therapist And I will tell you, it's such a different role, it's such a different field than uh, the ministry because what I'm required to do and how I'm required to do it is much different. Now, you'd think those two roles would be very similar, but I'm going to talk today about the details of how these things are different and what it means to be a Christian and a therapist. My name is Monica Maurer and I am a licensed therapist and supervisor. I'm also the director of the Center for Transformation Institute. And at the CFT Institute, we exist to partner with therapists in personal and professional growth. And a lot of us as therapists have a spirituality and we have our faith. There are a ton of therapists who are Christian, and then there are some Christian therapists. Um, I would say I'm more of a therapist who is a Christian because I see people from all walks of life, and some of the therapy I do is not rooted in faith, depending on the person that I'm seeing and what they are asking for. So I'd like to speak about the concept of how faith integrates in the sessions. I know that as therapists, it's really important that we are connected to the needs of the client as they perceive them, rather than us projecting on or setting our values or our beliefs into the space with the client. And so, of course, as therapists, we're all human. We all have our thoughts, opinions, beliefs, our own spirituality, our own Um, understanding of the world and so it's really a dicey type of experience to understand how to be with someone else and couple with them reach a mutual mind with them and enter into a space of health and healing and hope for them when you may believe two totally different things and so I think that's, that's, a, that's a complicated conversation. And as a therapist who is a Christian, I want to present some of my, some of my thoughts and, and ways of going about that type of experience. So when it comes to my faith, I remember being in grad school and I did go to a, a non-faith-based school. It was a state, state school for my education. I went to university. And I remember being in one of the courses, I think it was in the multicultural class, and we were talking about different religions and how do we go about that, how do we, how do we um, work with people who believe things that are different than, than we do. And I remember bringing up the conversation of what is truth. Um, I don't know if I brought it up or it came up in the class, and 
I remember saying, you know, the, the hardest thing for me around being with someone of a different faith and not wanting to express my own is that when you believe something's true, you believe it's actually true. It's not relative. It's actually true. And you want everyone to know the thing that you believe is true. Now, is it our role to convince them that? No, I don't think so. But when you really believe something's true, you want it for everyone. And I think that's the dilemma that a lot of us as faith therapists who have a strong faith uh, that's uh, the dilemma that we find ourselves in is it's not my role to proselytize or convert or whatever my role is to be with yet there's a strong desire for people to know the hope that I have found in my relationship with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and I want to be able to share that because I care deeply now about this person so I think that's where things get a bit dicey and a bit complicated because we're not sure as therapists how to kind of sit in the in-between. And I think as well, when I consider, you know, working in church world and ministry for a couple of decades and then coming into this role and this professional role where it's not about talking about those kinds of things with clients unless they desire that, that I oftentimes would find myself going, okay, this is a workaround because the people that I've worked with in the past and the way that we did things with the groups we were involved with is kind of off limits in this territory. And how do I feel about that? Is that congruent with who I want to be and who I am on the earth? And I've really found a profound and beautiful way to think about these things. And so I'd like to articulate those to you now. So the thing that I think about, first of all, is that even if I'm not talking about Jesus to the person I'm talking to, the client that's in the room, in the chair, what I'm doing is I am connecting to Jesus myself. And so that the love of Jesus is flowing through me. And it's, it's so common for me to be sitting with a client who may not know God in a personal way, and then say to me, I feel so cared for here. I feel so cared about. I feel so seen and known and understood and compassion and patience and those kinds of things. And I think, wow, that's confirmation that, of course, I want to be the kind of person who's doing that. But as a Christian, I feel like it's because I'm spending that time with God and being renewed in the spirit of my mind, being renewed and transformed into the likeness of Jesus, that what my client's actually experiencing is the presence of Jesus, the acceptance of Jesus. And so that makes me feel like a sense of being Jesus, even if I'm not talking about Jesus. And I think another way to see that, like the second point here, is that as humans, I think so often, and as people who are uh, people of faith who feel a strong sense of wanting to tell others about what we've experienced, is that we oftentimes have a sense that it's our responsibility to use words to tell someone something. And sometimes there's so much more to it than just the words. Like I was saying before, a lot of times it has so much to do with not just the words we're speaking, but how we're being. And there's a concept that goes along with that, and that's the second point here, that 
it's not my responsibility to reveal God to someone. I actually heard a speaker say this before, that God reveals God to the human soul. And so if that's true, then it's not my responsibility. All it's my responsibility to do is be salt and light and to love the person who's with me. And that's a challenge, you know, because as humans, we have our own weaknesses and and we get annoyed with people. We get, we, we have trouble tolerating weakness and we're immature in our ability to love. That so, so often when we're staying connected to God's spirit, when we're like one of the other um, podcasts was talking about, when we're walking in Emmanuel presence, we're stay, staying connected to Jesus. There's a sense of his love, his light, his character shining through us and we're able to show people that love through our lives through our behavior through just even the energy that we're bringing into a room can be so calming and it's it's not us so god uses that to reveal himself and that brings me to the third point the third point is that when it comes to truth and reality I started to rest as a young therapist, younger therapist. <laughs> I started to rest in the, in the idea that if this is truth and someone really wants to find the truth and they're truly a seeker, they will look for the truth and they will find it. And that it's not my role to push or persuade any, in any type of way, proselytizing is not appropriate in this setting. But what's appropriate is being with and helping someone discover what it is to be human, what it is to be a spiritual being, what it is to discover, what, you know, what, what it means to be alive, and what it is to connect to a higher ordered self, to a, a, a deeper level of conscious awareness that brings up the concept of spirituality and if this thing that i believe is really true then the people that i'm talking to who are really discovering and pushing forward to what is truth they will find it i don't have to take them down a certain lens or lane that i've been through or the way i think of things all i have to do is open the door to love and connection and asking the questions that would cause them to go internal and be more self-aware, be more connected to themselves and what it is to be alive, and they will find their way to the truth. So I love those concepts. It makes me rest in a sense of purpose, that what I'm doing matters, and it's helpful, and I don't have to push for anything that isn't healthy, I don't have to accomplish anything. All I have to do is stay connected to God myself, walk in a manual presence, and then be the character of Jesus, be my truest identity that is transformed into Christ's image on the earth, so that others around me can experience the love and light and grace and joy that comes from God's heart to them. So 
I appreciate you listening in today. Please stay tuned for the next episode, and I look forward to talking again very soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Place Therapists Grow. We hope you will join us next Monday. To expand your knowledge and continue your growth journey, go to cftinstitute.com and take our assessment. See you next time.